My corner unit apartment on the fourth floor of Park Royale has a set of French doors opening to an L-shaped black iron-fenced balcony overlooking both the courtyard and the busy Westheimer Street, one of Houston's main thoroughfares. The architect who designed the Park Royale complex has prided himself on creating the ambiance of the French Riviera. He sees Jean Lepin. I see only a four-story apartment hotel in Houston, Texas, with private balconies surrounding an enclosed courtyard, beautifully landscaped, with plenty of summer flowers and greens circling a sparkling swimming pool. The various shades of green vines and shapely bushes stand out against the egg yolk color of the building's wall space. Four stories of French doors, bay windows, and hourglass balconies overlook the oval-shaped swimming pool, gleaming under spring sunshine. Next to the swimming pool, a water fountain, circled by black iron rods, displays Roman angels, whose pointing fingers sprinkle darting streams of water onto the abundant assortment of pink flowers and green ferns that cling to the iron fence. From the window of the lobby, I can see the yellow jasmine flowers that spring out of the green vines crawling all over the peachy walls. The dancing spring sunshine puts the rhythm of a brand new day onto my feet. I pass through the long corridor that connects the chandeliered lobby to an exercise room, where two women are walking the treadmills, their eyes glued to the TV monitor at the upper corner of the recessed ceiling. The touch of the French Riviera luxury manifests itself in the peachy lobby walls, abundantly decorated with ornate lamps and reproductions of French Impressionist paintings, portraying white-skinned maidens in bonnets and gloves, and plump matrons sitting by white window frames that open onto green pastures. I walk down the corridor in my leisurely mood. The mauve and green carpet seems to float under my feet until the row of mailboxes appears at the end of the walkway, filling my eyesight now with brass numbers engraved onto aluminum doors. I open one aluminum door with my key, and my hand sweeps through the box. Junk mail and print advertisements from neighborhood stores gather at my fingertips. These days, I expect no mail and no connections to the outside world. I am working on my next writing project, and I want to be left alone. I keep no friends and have no visitors. The isolated life moves on in a hatefully normal manner. The monthly rent check is picked up by the building concierge. Grocery is delivered, and laundry bags are tossed down a chute. Yet, I don't feel whole. For the first time, writer's block haunts me, and I become incapacitated. I stare at the computer screen for hours and produce only one single paragraph. I sadly realize that in the process of writing, I have become my own demon. I'm about to bundle up the junk mail and throw it away, but something else lies in between those layers of flyers and envelopes, catching my eyes, and I frown at the possibilities. I see it. I recognize it. My heart throbs at the sight of the single item standing out in the mass of junk mail. So he has found me again, at last. For years I have not expected to receive, again, this type of oversized postcard. The familiar piece of cardboard brings back memory of days past, a routine that has long been abandoned. I can call it art, l'air bru, although it may not be substantial enough to be framed and hung. I will settle with calling it an oversized postcard, homemade, hand-drawn, one cannot find such a postcard in any store. As usual, there is no sender's name or a return address. No surprise. I already know who it is from. The postal date shows the card was mailed from Thailand. After a break of so many years, he has resumed his earlier habit. I turn the card over and read the handwriting on the back. Dear Mi Chao, I have always wanted to build us a house. Nam. Beneath his signature... Nam has drawn a caricature of a house, four vertical lines, 
Some horizontal lines connect to curves, forming a roof. A dome shape stands in the middle, signifying an entrance. At first sight, the sketch resembles a child's work, but a discerning eye will recognize the subtle sophistication in the graceful strength of those simple lines. I have always known him to be an artist. I take another look at the postcard and scrutinize the image. Faces of children, in red ink, leaning against fences in black ink. The young imprisoned behind fences, longing for life, in a combination of red and black strokes. I run down the corridor, up the stairway back to my apartment, and resume an old habit. I toss the postcard into my cosmetics box, as I used to do years ago. It was 1988 when I received the first postcard from Nam, postmarked in Bangkok. The postcard was created on cardboard paper, twice the size of a regular postcard.